America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA on the HI Radio Network. My producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. You know, we've got a huge following now on all 14 of the podcast platforms. So if you're on SoundCloud, Apple, Google, Odyssey or Spotify. There's a whole series of them. All these shows are videotaped now and they're posted up on those podcast platforms. We had 168,000 downloads in the last 90 days. So we really appreciate all of you out there um, listening to the shows on the podcast platform and on YouTube where we've set another record for us uh, in terms of the number of minutes that people are watching these broadcasts uh, on YouTube. So we thank you and appreciate it. And of course, all of you out there on our affiliates all across the country, we appreciate you listening to us on terrestrial radio. So just want to thank you all for that. Our website is americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you have questions, comments, anything I can help you with, go to the website, send me an email. I am more than happy to help you in any way that I can. So anything that relates to healthcare or anything else that's of interest to you that you'd like to have us talk about, we're happy to do that. Also, if you are chronologically challenged um, and you're looking for Medicare, the lovely Joyce Thompson or Carol Lee Steele at RPS Benefits by Design, 877-385-2224. Anywhere in the country, I don't care where you are, if you're getting ready to, uh, you're, you're ready to move to Medicare or maybe you're looking at a special needs program, they can help you. They're qualified experts. They've been doing it for like 20 years. They're very, very good at it. Also, if you're an employer out there and you're struggling with the cost of health insurance, uh, give Maria Allers a call over at RPS Benefits by Design. They've got some pretty amazing, unique programs, especially designed for small businesses that can really make a difference for you, improve benefits and cut costs. So, all right. So this is a show today that how long have we been tried? We've been trying to get this on the air. Joining me uh, today uh, is Chandler Gurley and Dr. Phil Carson. Dr. Carson's a veteran of this show, done a number of shows with us. Chandler Gurley is here from Eight Days of Hope. This is yeah, so. This is unusual, people. I don't normally do these kind of shows, but you know, we hear all, you normally if you listen to the news or pick up a newspaper. For those of you that still read newspapers like I do, um, you don't see a lot of good news. You don't see a lot of what's going on out there in in this country by ordinary people helping other people. And and it, it, I thought it would be nice to have these folks on to talk about what they do, because what they do is really basic. Um, you know, Eight Days of Hope goes into areas in the country where there are hurricanes, floods, disasters, whatever the case may be, and they do very basic things for eight days. And we're going to talk about that today and how they take care of people and help people. This is a Christian ministry. They do a great job. Um, and Dr. Carson's going to talk about how they interacted um, with folks in his neighborhood. His son lost his entire home along with a group of neighbors um, as the hurricanes came through. So we're going to talk about all of that in the tornadoes today uh, with Chandler Gurley. With that, Chandler, welcome to the broadcast. We're happy to have you on. Dr. Carson, welcome back. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. Uh, happy to be here. 
Well, it's great to have you. So, Chandler, how did, how did all this get started? Let's just talk about this. Yeah. I mean, I, I spent some time this morning reading as I was doing show prep for this. And I told you as we were off air there a minute ago, you know, you're, you're, the basic things that you do, we take for granted and don't think mm-hmm. about. But, you know, when you've got a feeding ministry, I've never seen a shower ministry before. That was a new <laughs> one. And a laundry ministry. Those are all very basic things, but, but they're very important because what happens when you can't take a shower or wash right. your clothes? So talk a little bit about how you got started um, and how what you do to provide these basic services to people in times of need. Chandler? Would love to. So A Days of Hope started in 2005 after Hurricane Katrina. And like you said, it was a very simple mission and vision of just going to help people in need. Um, as we know, Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina devastated the New Orleans, Bay St. Louis, Mississippi area. Um, and the goal was simple, just to get volunteers down there to help their neighbors in simple ways, just helping them sift through their stuff, tarping their roofs, um, just being someone to listen to their story. A lot of trauma um, with natural disasters is just being there and listening to people and what they've gone through. It's very therapeutic for them. So um, very simple, as you said. And since then, we have served almost 10,000 families. We have done almost $72 million work um, of work for free. Um our last rapid response was uh, Dr. Phil and myself's hometown of Amory, Mississippi. Um, I've never been able to respond, thankfully, to my hometown before um, until this past April. So it was definitely um, an unreal experience. But you're right. We're, whenever you're hit by a disaster, sometimes the most simple things become the forefront. You know, when you're clean, you feel safe. You feel like you can continue on when your laundry is done, when you're able to um, pick up all your clothes and your bedding that's been thrown um, maybe down the block and it's soaking wet because with tornadoes, you have lots of rain as well. It's not just the winds Um, to be able to have your belongings that are yours that you paid for clean and ready to be used again. Those things we definitely take for granted. Um, In life. And so a days of hope, we are mission statement as we exist. Um, to love and serve those in need. And that's what we do all around the country. We were after disasters. We we rebuild homes. We have a feeding ministry that feeds um, the community. And then we also have a laundry ministry and a shower ministry. So all we're doing is trying to simply serve people that are in need. You know, it's interesting because I I listened to you talk and the fact that this actually happened in your hometown, which you probably, you know, as you said, you'd never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. Dr. Carson, you guys are neighbors, live in the same town. And and here you have a ministry that goes out and helps people in Hurricane Katrina. And now it's your actual neighborhood in your town. You know, and, and I think about that. And I think about when you're watching the news at night or, you know, watching a, a broadcast or, or looking on the Internet, reading stories, what's going on. It's always somebody else. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, what was that like when it wasn't somebody else? It was you guys. I mean, it was right there in your hometown and you had to deploy your. So are you headquartered there in Amory or are you headquartered in Tupelo? Um, Eight Days of Hope is headquartered in Tupelo, Mississippi, but um, I'm from Amory, Mississippi, born and raised there, still live there today. Um, So commute back and forth to work when we're not on the road. I cannot explain how surreal of um, a situation it was when the tornado hit Amory. I have responded, I think, to 25 disasters all over the country up until this point with being with Eight Days of Hope for the past six years. 
and you think you're sympathetic to people going through difficulty, destruction, and disaster, you think that you um, are able to relate in some type of way to them because we've all gone through things in our lives. But until you actually have gone through a disaster, it's on a whole nother level. Um, When it's your pastor that's more effective, when it's your teachers, when it's your neighborhood that you grew up in, um, I grew up in one of the hardest hit areas um, in Amory, right across the street from the high school. And to walk that neighborhood and to see your old house with no roof on it and all of your neighbor's stuff strewn everywhere, it is just it's hard to put into words. Um, I remember telling some of our volunteers when they showed up um, that I've never been more thankful that this is what we do. Um, I never thought in a million years I would be a part of a disaster relief ministry. Um, I knew at a young age that the Lord was calling me to something different, um, a life of service to him. But I would have never guessed um, ministry um, with with rapid response. And so it was um, very humbling. But I'm so thankful that Eight Days of Hope exists. I'm so thankful Samaritan's Purse, other ministries that respond exist because you see how much it's needed when it hits your people. Yeah, so we we got about a minute left here, Doctor Carson. Just to, quickly before we go to break, what you know, your son lost his entire home. This was a tornado situation, not a hurricane situation. You know what we what what did what did it feel like to you? We've got about fifty seconds here before we go to break. Um, when you saw this occurring in your own neighborhood, yeah, yeah, it, it was um, it was devastating. Of course, um, you know uh, we we you know we're in Tornado Alley. So to speak, we so, we so are we here. So yeah, so are we here in Kansas. We're very familiar yeah. with this. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, th- this is something we 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 deal with every year, um, and we have we've had a lot of close calls. I would I would say to our uh, community, and um, you know, but, uh, 11, 12 years ago, a uh, town in our county was totally wiped off the map uh, with the F five tornado, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, five, and it, it was. Very devastating, but this hit a lot closer to home. Yeah, obviously, uh, this one was uh, in a half mile of my house. The uh, the tornado came through and devastated my neighbors up the road where I live. My son lives in the town of Amory. I live out in the county, but it it, it went across the whole county, wreaking havoc. So that that gives you some perspective, folks, of what we're going to talk about here today and and how basic, important these basic, simple things are to have them available and how these folks actually do this. We're going to tell you how you can interact with them when we come back from the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We've got more right after the break. The golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated. I'm Steve Keeker, and this is one of the founding principles of my firm, Senior Care Consulting. Since 2002, our value statement has included honor our mother and father, respect our elders, care for those in need, and treat your family as our own. We've been honored to help hundreds of families make one of the most difficult decisions they could ever make, serving them in their greatest time of need. If you're looking for someone who can provide you experienced and objective guidance when searching for a senior care community, reach out today and discover the services of Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800. 913-945-2800. Know your options and choose with care at SeniorCareConsulting.com. 
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question or a comment, send me an email. I'm happy to help you. I get a lot of these, but I answer each and every one, so feel free to do that. Joining me today uh, from Mississippi, from Amory, Mississippi, Chandler Gurley and Dr. Phil Carson. Uh, Chandler is a director for Eight Days of Hope, a ministry that goes into areas that are hard hit through hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, all types of natural disasters, etc., and basically delivers basic services to folks to get them through that first eight days. How do you take a shower? How do you wash your clothes? How am I going to feed my kids tonight? Um, those are the kinds of things they do. I mean, it really gets down to some very basic things. Um, they've done some remarkable work. They've had 49,692 volunteers that have served people at eight days of hope. They've had a million eight hundred eighty one thousand four hundred and fifty six volunteer hours to date that's how many hours they've put in and raised seventy million one hundred twenty six thousand five hundred and thirty dollars of work that they've actually done in these communities it's quite remarkable what they've done helped forty nine hundred and seventy four families right after their disaster um, and helped um, worked on thirty nine hundred and thirty eight homes so they do a lot of good if you want to get involved or help out with them the website is eight days of hope you have to spell the word eight eight days of hope.com eight days of hope.com you want to learn more about them maybe you'd like to volunteer maybe that's something you'd like to do the phone number is 662-844-6934 all right so channel let's talk about how you kind of like in a military terminology mm-hmm. how do you deploy so now there's there's a disaster whether it's katrina or whether you know you, you know it's, it's another town you know somewhere i know you've got an office in cedar rapids iowa now so mm-hmm. you know let, let, let's say there's a you know there's a disaster in kansas or missouri how, how do you guys roll out and what do you do um so let's say a storm hits cedar rapids iowa our first basic things is to make sure that we have all of our leadership in order because when we send an email to 30,000 people saying, please come to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, we have to make sure that we have enough leaders available. Did you just say 30,000 people? Yes. Our, our database is 30,000 strong right now. That is absolutely remarkable. So, all right. So now you send an email out mm-hmm. and as you said, they've got to get there and then somebody's got to tell them what they're supposed to do. Yep, so how does right. all that, how does all that work? Yeah, so our goal with rapid response is to be on the ground accepting volunteers within 48 to 72 hours. So our leadership team, who I lead, that first day after a storm hits is crucial. I mean, we are round the clock working to find our host church. We always try to work through a local church because, like you said, we're only up, we're only there for eight days or up to a couple of weeks, depending depending on how large the storm is. And so we, we want to point people back to hope. And that's what we find in the church. So we have to find a host church that's willing to lodge us, um, accept all of our feeding equipment, all of our trailers. We have over $6 million worth of equipment that we bring to an event. Holy so, cow. That, that's a lot of equipment. It's a lot. It's a lot of bobcats, a lot of lifts, a lot of chainsaws, a lot of mucking out homes if it's a flood a lot of chainsaws if it's a tornado. So what happens is we have a whole equipment team, we have a whole leadership team, we have a whole feeding team, and my job is to coordinate all of those teams to get to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So that happens really within 12 hours of a storm hitting. Then we send out the email, like we said, to our volunteer database to say, hey, we're going to Cedar Rapids, Iowa from this state to this state. Please come and we'd love to have you. 
And you would be so amazed at how many people immediately volunteer. They take their vacations, they take time off from their jobs, and then they just show up. In Amory, we average 300 volunteers a day for three weeks. That's amazing. So we, we stayed in Amory for three weeks. And we yeah. had 300 volunteers a day. So you have to have enough support. Um, we have an incredible volunteer leadership team. So we have a staff of 13. We have a volunteer leadership team, which is who leads the volunteers whenever we deploy of 211. And so they get the communication as soon as we know so that they know, hey, we're going to City Rapids, Iowa. We need you to lead crews. We need you to lead hundreds of volunteers a day. Um, in Amory, we had over 75 leaders um, around the country come in to lead the 300 volunteers a day. Um, it was like a, a almost a, a rebuild size. It was incredible. But um, a lot of the logistics happen in the first 12 hours. We want volunteers on the ground within 42 to 70 or 48 to 72 hours. And then once we get that established, then we bring in our shower units like we've talked about and our laundry units. And we we set those up at different churches, primarily wherever the devastation is the most, so that they can receive those basic needs that we've been talking about. Being clean, making sure your belongings are clean and you getting food. Um, So last year we launched our mass feeding ministry. Typically, with rapid response since 2014, we've only fed our volunteers that come in to serve from all over the country. Right. We were sensing and knowing, as you know, that a lot of ministries, some ministries do this, is they just feed the community that's impacted. And we had not ever done that before. And when all the hurricanes hit Louisiana two years ago, Mandeville, Kenner, Laplace, there were Laplace was that was without of power for 30 days. So the grocery stores were closed. There was no power. The generator, they could get generators, but no fuel. So we said, okay, we're going to send one of our feeding units down there just to feed, not do rapid response, not muck and gut, no tarping. And we saw more ministry happen with just providing food, giving it to the, it was like a drive-through and they got their food and then we prayed with them and we just loved on them. And we got to use the local church there, their congregation to love on them and to pass out the food. And that's when the mass ministry was born, the mass feeding ministry. So are you are you actually preparing meals for them or are you handing mm-hmm. out bags of groceries so they can make we're their preparing own? hot meals? So the, we're preparing hot meals. So every person that goes through our mass feeding line will get one hot meal per person in that family and one bag per person in that family of dry goods like Gatorade, Pop-Tarts, right. things that they don't have to store in a refrigerator. Um as you know, and as as Dr. Phil knows, when your hometown is hit, you don't want a Pop-Tart and you don't want a Power Bar. You want a spaghetti, hot food. You want to roll spaghetti, green beans. And so that's what we're trying to provide, just some sense of home, some sense of comfort. Um, so that's our mass that, 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 it, That's remarkable. It's interesting to hear you break this down like this, because again, you know, as I said, you know, earlier in the last segment, you don't think of these things, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, a hot meal. How important is that to have a hot meal? I, we're going to go to break here pretty quick, but I do have to ask one question. Does FEMA interact with you guys at all? Mm-hmm. Or Okay, so you, you, you coordinate with FEMA so that you're all working together? <laughs> The good thing is we, so FEMA typically comes in five to seven days after the disaster hits. So it's a little bit delayed. Yeah, no um, kidding. Yeah. What are are people supposed to do for seven days after the disaster? 
Yeah. So that's why, I mean, I really feel like that's why God has called us in this sphere with other ministries as well, because we can get there faster than the government can. Yeah. But we work so closely with the EM, the local EMAs. So um, with Monroe County, with, with all the disasters we've responded to, our the EMA is gold to us because they're the ones telling us this is where the this is the path of the tornado. This is the path of the hurricane. These are the areas affected. So we we go to um, nightly meetings with the EMA every every time we're deployed. Remarkable story, folks. If you want to help these folks out, I'm sure they could use a few more volunteers. It's 8daysofhope.com. It's spelled 8. You have to spell the word 8, 8daysofhope.com. The phone number is 662-844-6934. I'm sure if you want to donate, they'd be happy to receive your donation. We'll be right back after the break. When we come back, Dr. Carson is going to talk about what actually happened for his son and his neighbors and how 8 Days of Hope came in for those 8 days. Days, okay, and or actually it turned out to be more like three weeks and interacted with their community. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA radio network coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the fruited plain here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm in. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Joining me from Mississippi today, Amory, Mississippi, Chandler Gurley, who is the director of Eight Days of Hope, and Dr. Phil Carson, who's been a guest on this show many times, talking about uh, various pharma, uh, metraceuticals and other things. He is a pharmacologist, a doctor. He's a great expert in healthcare. But in this case. He was the receiving end of Eight Days of Hope as his town, Amory, Mississippi, was hit by a devastating tornado. So, doctor, just, you know, first of all, what happened and then how quickly after the tornado and everything was over and the all clear sounded, did the Eight Days of Hope people deploy, doctor? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Carrie. I I appreciate this and appreciate you uh, taking, uh, uh, you know, the time with your show today to... uh, uh, introduce the uh, the country to to Chandler and to Eight Days of Hope, and um, we're just uh, uh, super grateful for them and for work uh, work in the ministry that they do. But um, uh, you know, we we weren't expecting what we got back uh, the end of March uh, uh, this year. Um, it was um, uh, you know we uh, we have tornadoes come through quite often. Um, sometimes, uh, they'll touch down, do a little bit of damage. Um, sometimes they touch down and they do major damage. It had been quite a few years since we had had one to come through that did any major, uh, damage, uh, to our area. But, um, this one, uh, hit really close to home. Um, it came through my, uh, community. Uh, I live out in the county, out in the country, uh, and within a half mile of my house, my neighbors were wiped out. Thankfully, our home was not damaged. Um, we had a couple of trees down on our property, uh, but I had them all up the road. Uh, it was devastating. Um, and um, <clears throat> neighbors, some of them totally, they lost everything, everything. Um, little country church up the road, about a mile or, or, or a mile and a half up the road from me, where my wife and I got married. Um, her parents were married there. My oldest son and his wife were married there. Church had been there for a hundred, uh, over a hundred years. And uh, actually a little over a hundred years ago, it was destroyed by a tornado. 
um, I think it's 102 years later, as this year, destroyed again by a tornado. But it totally wiped that church out. Nothing was left uh, but just a pile of rubble. Um, and then the homes all around, you know, either they were totally wiped off uh, <laughs> their their foundations or their, uh, the roofs were gone, major damage, unrepairable. Um, and it went across uh, the area of the county where we lived and went through the town of Amory, Mississippi, which is a few miles down the road from, from where I live out in the country. And my son lives there. He was uh, his home as, uh, you know, uh, Chandler's uh, previous home, her, her family business. Uh, all of that was directly hit. The tornado went directly through the area. Um, two massive oak trees went through the center of my son's house, basically split his, split his house in half. And um, we saw that all over the community. Massive trees. Uh, this tornado basically totally changed the landscape of Amory, Mississippi. Um, you know, landmarks that were, you know, were there. I mean, you know, when you drive around places, a lot of times you, you, uh, you know where you are, by the trees in the area. <laughs> and, um, you know, those trees are gone. Uh, they're they're uh, massive. I'm talking massive, massive oaks and pines that probably some of them, you know, 50 to 100 years old, uh, just pulled out of the ground. Uh, so all of this happens. So all of this happens. And, you, know, you, you first of all, I'm curious. Now, here in the Midwest, we all have basements and we have what are called safe rooms yeah. or tornado rooms, even in the oldest houses. Do you all have basements there in Mississippi or are they or, or are you built on on? Uh, no, you don't. You're shaking your head. Not a no. lot of basements. No, very, very few. So most. Uh, so for so with, was there a significant loss of life due to the fact that people had no place to shelter or were they still able to survive? Like your son, other people, were they able to shelter and go get through this or was there a significant loss of life? Yeah, yeah. well, many, many people have uh, uh, shelters. We have underground shelters that we can get in. We have one on our property here. It's a family shelter. I live on a family farm and um, we have an underground shelter. Uh, that was uh, put in. Basically, you dig a hole and you put this concrete, build a concrete shelter underground. And uh, that's what a lot of people have here. Some people have uh, concrete uh, uh, safe rooms that they actually build in, into their into their houses. But uh, because of the terrain here, there are very few basements, very few. Um, but so once this happened, how quickly, you know, you, you walk outside and, and, you know, half the town is destroyed. Um, once this happened, how quickly was Chandler and her team able to get resources there? And then what happened? What started to happen after that? Yeah. Doctor? Yeah. Well, of course, you know, we, we have um, uh, because this happens so much here and tornadoes come through here so often. You know, we, we have the, the weather station that everybody listens to, the local television station. We have a, a tremendous weather team there uh, that does an amazing job of coming on. And, uh, you know, if, if the power gets knocked out, uh, you, you've got, you know, Facebook on the phone that they're on. They're using all platforms to get communicate to people, get the word out. Hey, this right. is coming. Get ready. And so we heard that we, we, you know, we got the warning, get ready. We went and got in our safe room as most people did. Uh, you know, there were some people that didn't, unfortunately, and fortunately 
unfortunately, there was one family that was totally devastated that did not go to their safe place uh, and ended up uh, the father and a child lost lost their life. And uh, but it's a miracle, uh, Carrie, that the devastation that's in our area, that there was only two lives lost where we live right here. That, yeah, that is a miracle. So how quickly were, able, were were they able to come in and start? Were they there like the next day, doctor? How did that all oh, yeah, work yeah. out? Yeah. With it, it, was, it was absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, it, you know, they were here immediately. And, um, and, uh, and, and many other organizations uh, as well immediately came, uh, came in. Uh, it was uh, pretty amazing that the day, the morning after, because this hit at, at night. It was around between 11 and midnight that, that we got hit. Oh, wow. And um, the okay. next morning, uh, of course, we went into town to see what damage was done to my son's home. We were told by neighbors that it had been hit. And, um, you know, we got there and saw it. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course um, it is. But yeah. we were yeah. cleaning up. We immediately started to clean up ourselves. I brought in my chainsaw. Several friends and family came in with chainsaws. And then all of a sudden, we see people bringing heavy equipment uh, up and down the street and you know uh, they came in immediately i mean it wasn't like two three days later they were here immediately and um and uh and helping and so chandler did you did you guys pre-deploy people because you know doctor talked about the fact that you know the weather says this thing is coming were you able to alert your people and get them ready so they were ready to i mean literally he's talking about the next morning he walks in town and you've got heavy equipment out there moving debris were you able to pre-deploy to get everybody ready to go is that how you did this we're always ready so like we're so whenever we come back from a response the one the response before amory was selma alabama so the as soon as we come back from Selma, that next week, we get all of the, the trailer ready again, all the equipment ready. Within two days of it coming back from a response, it's ready to deploy again. So everybody is on alert. You know, that night I was in the storm shelter. There's some storm shelters around Monroe County that are like big domes that have been made since what Dr. Carson was talking about, um, the Smithville tornado uh, a couple of years ago. Since then, there's been big domes built in Monroe County. So that's where I was with my family. And like he said, and I'm sure he probably felt the same way, you don't think it's going to hit. So we, we've been in shelters so many times. Yeah. Oh. And that, you know, so you don't, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm just in the shelter. I'm going to go back to my house, go back, back to sleep. It's not going to be a big deal. When I wake up in the morning, we'll drive around and it's just going to be normal. Um, that was not the case this time. So as soon as I woke up, like Dr. Carson, I drove around and then immediately called um, our, our my CEO and then our equipment manager and said that you have to come right now. And so we're only our, our headquarters is only 40 minutes from Amory. So as soon as I made that phone call, they were in route. That's that's really quite remarkable. See, and folks, um, you know, there, there's. This is the the spirit of a lot of people in this country, and that's why I yeah. did this today. We're, we've got another segment we're going to do here in a minute, but you know, we hear all of this negativity out there and all this bad news, and here you've got a group of people that are you know thirty thousand people on an email list, seriously, mm-hmm. and they and they're there the next day as the sun's coming up, going in to help clean up and and remove debris, give people basic services. That's what they do. I think it's important for us to remember as Americans some of the things that we do that are that are really quite remarkable. And this 
is remarkable. The ministry is called Eight Days of Hope. The website is eight. You have to spell it, eightdaysofhope.com if you want to go up on their website. The phone number is 662-844-6934, 662-844-6934. When we come back from the break, we'll wrap it up. Stay tuned. We've got more right here on America's Healthcare Advocate. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. If you want to learn more about us, you can go to one of the podcast platforms. All the shows are posted up there, also on YouTube. So SoundCloud, Apple, Google, you know, all of them, Spreaker, Odyssey. We're on 14 platforms plus YouTube. This show will be posted up there if you want to tell somebody about this ministry. Maybe your church wants to get involved. Well, Go up and watch the podcast. You know, it, all the shows are videotaped and posted up there. If you want to reach out to me, go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, Mr. Darren Willheit, I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Joining me, Chandler Curry and Dr. Phil Carson from Amory, Mississippi. We're talking about what happened there um, when a massive tornado went through that town and basically wiped the town out. Um, and this happens to be where... Chandler and Dr. Carson live, uh, and this, and she is the director of Eight Days of Hope. So we're talking about what they do and how they do it. Their website is eight, spell the word, eightdaysofhope.com. If you want to get involved, the phone number is 662-844-6934. Chandler, so you, you, how long were you guys there uh, in Amory? And, and, and uh, you know, how long you, you deployed? Were you guys there for a week, two weeks? So you, I know you were there more than eight days. Yeah, we were. We were there for three weeks, three weeks wow. total. Um, so a typical deployment of rapid response is two weeks. And then depending on the devastation, we'll extend. Our largest deployment has been nine weeks after Hurricane Harvey that hit in 2017, uh, Houston, Texas. Um, and so we, like Dr. Carson has said this whole time, the amount of devastation was unreal that we knew. Like, as soon as we drove through that first day, we knew this was going to be weeks, a week-long deployment. You know, I have to ask you, because you're, you, you live this, do you find it amazing how people will step up to the plate, how people will come up and ordinary people will come up and and take their time, their money, their equipment, their trucks, their whatever, and come in. And and I mean, I listen to this and and to me, this is a message. uh, This is a message of hope. I mean, your your ministry is eight days of hope. But when I hear this and I, you know, it it makes me think of the goodness in people and the willingness of people, which which we don't talk a lot about in this Mm -hmm. country. We talk a lot about all the other stuff. Okay, all the stuff that gets you to go on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. This is not the kind of thing that we talk a lot about. And there's a lot of this that goes on like your ministry that nobody knows anything about. For sure. I think that's the thing that amazes me every single trip. It never gets old to see who God brings to serve. That never gets old. And the people that come, they don't want anything in return. It's they're not looking for a pat on the back. They're not looking for recognition. They're just showing up simply because someone is in need and needs help. And you're right. I think it's amazing. We don't talk yeah. about it enough. No, I'm, we don't. And that, that's why I wanted to do this today, because we don't. I have to ask you, um, you know, first of all, what are your plans? We've got about, you know, four minutes left here. What are your plans moving forward? Uh, you know, what's your ministry going to do? Are you doing expansion of any kind of the services? And what 
are you looking for people to do? Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. So, Amory, um, we're hoping, so we have multiple arms of Eight Days of Hope. So we have a rapid response arm, a rebuilding arm, a safe house construction arm, and a mass feeding arm. So we've already done rapid response in Amory. Our hope and prayer is that we're going to do a rebuild in Amory. We have not had the first meeting about it yet. Um, so that's an ask for you believers listening today. If you're um, a prayer warrior, pray that we can get that meeting and hopefully be able to bring. So the difference between rapid response and rebuilding is we're just doing recovery during rapid response, making sure the house is safe, sanitary and secure. The rebuilding arm, it takes about three months to plan. And we come in with thousands of volunteers for eight days. So we don't extend past eight days. It's an eight day long event. We just finished one two weeks ago in Fort Myers, Florida after Hurricane Ian. We had 1,200 volunteers come in for eight days, and we, we helped rebuild 102 homes in those eight days. That is amazing. That's so amazing. That's what we want to do for Amory. So our hope and prayer is that that happens. Amory in Monroe County, and I am biased because it's where we're from, has already made huge, huge headway with the recovery. I mean, when you drive around, the landscape is totally different. It is heartbreaking. But there are so many homes getting back on their feet quickly. So they might not need a massive rebuild like we've done in other hurricane ridden areas. So we're hoping that we can do a rebuild sometime in the fall or early next year. Um, currently, we're planning our next thing was another another arm of ministries, our safe house construction ministry, where we go in, we bring skilled volunteers only. Um, and they we build safe houses for women and children rescued from sex trafficking. So we start that next month in Ohio. It's going to be a year-long build. Um, We're going to do two weeks on, two weeks off for the next year. We're building a campus for um, 14-year-olds to 18-year-olds that have been sold and trafficked to come and find um, prayerfully salvation and hope and healing. Um, So that's a huge ask. You asked about that is a huge Mm -hmm. ask, and and I assume you're looking for donations there, and you're looking for help. Yes, sir. So, so, uh, so I'm making the ask now. Okay, if you're watching this, you're listening this. If you want to help these folks, the website is eightdaysofhope.com. Spell it eight days, so it's spelled out the word eight. Eightdaysofhope.com or six six two eight four four six nine three four. You know, I, I want to thank you both, yeah. Dr. Carson. Uh, thank you for connecting us with these folks because yes. you're the ones that brought them to us. And um, Chandler, we thank you very much. I want to have you come back on once this. Um, your facility in Ohio is done. Let's come back on and do another yeah. broadcast and talk about that because this trafficking thing is completely out of hand. Yeah. And a lot of this is coming up out of Mexico across the border. These, these, these young people are being abused uh, horrendously. And, and it, it, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an area of great need. And if you mm-hmm. all are stepping into that, then we would like to you know, try to help you be successful with that and see what we can do to help you both. Thank you both for coming on today. Um, I really appreciate the fact that you were here. Um, and I think your message is going to resonate with our audience and what you do. It's a wonderful ministry. And it's basic stuff, folks. I mean, that's what they do. They come in right after the disaster happens. They're helping you wash your clothes. They're feeding. They're getting people showers. They're doing things that are very, very basic that need to be done that a lot of times we don't think about. And you heard her say, 
FEMA comes in five to seven days later. Well, what do you do for the next seven days, right? The first five or six or seven days. So that's what they do. They come in and they fill the gap and they stay, they coordinate, and they do all of it. So once again, thank you all for being on. The website is eight, spell the word, eightdaysofhope.com. If you want to get involved, help out or just donate. Maybe you want to get involved in the situation with Ohio. They'd be happy to help you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or we will surely perish together as fools. Truer words were never spoken. And this is a demonstration today of people living together, working together, and helping each other. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate. Goodbye, America. Mm-hmm.